Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for your time. It means a lot to me that you are here listening to this podcast from Artists for Artists today. And today, I'd like to ask you this question. Have you ever thought about how you identify yourself through art? From artists for artists. Ah, and I fall in love with this intro music every single time I hear it. It's so beautiful and I'm absolutely grateful to Stella for creating this piece of music for this podcast. So today let's identify and explore how we individually identify ourselves through art both how have we been doing that unconsciously in everyday life but also how might we have chosen consciously what kind of identity we would like to present to the outside world as an artist to do that i have three simple steps to go through by the end of which i'm sure you'll have a better understanding of how we actually create a self-identity through art, both as artists and as consumer of the arts, and how that affects our own life and the life of others. So let's get right to it and explore identity through art. I find this to be a very, very interesting topic because I never really thought about it until I started researching why art is important. And if you listen to my podcast episodes, the part one and part two on why should we care about art, I start expressing where art comes from and how art inherently makes us human beings, as well as how it impacts society as well as the individual person. So this is kind of like a sequel to that episode because I'm going to go into more depth about what art really does to the independent person and how it really affects us in our daily life, which again reflects back and completes the circle to why art is actually so important. And the thing is, we might not necessarily recognize all of this because a lot of the time we choose art or we're expressing ourselves through art without even knowing that we are. Okay, that sounded very abstract. So let me just get to the point and give you a real life example. On a very small scale, I invite you to look around your room or to imagine your room. Do you have paintings? Do you have specific decorations? How do you set up your working space or your room to your liking so that you feel comfortable in it? And what I recently heard from an audiobook, I believe, is that everything around you and the way that you allow your space around you to be is always your choice. Whether you have white walls or orange walls or whether you have a beautiful room or an ugly room, it's always your choice. The reason being that if you move into a room or if you move into an apartment where there are already certain decorations on there. Let's say you're not changing anything about it. You're just keeping it the way it is. It is your decision to keep it that way. It's your decision not to change anything about it. And so it is your choice to live in that specific type of room. However, if you change it and if you take 
a picture and you put it up on the wall, if you change the color of something, if you change the organization of the drawers and, and you just kind of change things up, then that is your choice as well. So the way that we walk through everyday life, the way that we experience everyday life based on what we see and what we experience is very, very much our personal choice. And I found that an interesting concept to think about because often we only think of things being our choice if we actively do something or if we actively choose to do something. But we don't necessarily actively choose not to do something or not to change something. We sometimes do, but not always. So interesting learning for me that if I don't change the way my room looks like, if I move into a new room, that that is also a choice. Now coming to the part where you're expressing yourself through that, your room or your working space, basically where you spend a lot of time is going to have an effect on who you are as a person and how you identify yourself. Why? Because your surroundings affect you. The way that you are inspired by a specific place affects you. So people who spend a lot of time in nature, they tend to have nature inspire them more than people who don't spend time in nature. It's, it's as simple as that. So if you are creating a space for yourself where you feel inspired and you feel like you can express yourself, then that is your choice of creating a personal identity for you, for yourself. For example, do you know the feeling when you're going to a friend's place for the very first time and you're going to their room and it's really exciting because you're looking at everything they have on the wall. You're reading maybe quotes that they put up there. You kind of look at what they have in their shelves. And based on how their room looks like, you get an idea of who that person is. Because our rooms, for example, are a very personal representation of who we are, of what our interests are, and who we want to be. Of course, you wouldn't be keeping any books that you don't actually want to read unless maybe you're in school and you're studying something you don't want to, but you have to. <laughs> you get what I mean. But everything that you have freedom to choose to put into your room, you're going to take things that you enjoy. And if you think about it, if you want to change a specific aspect about yourself, maybe if you change something about your room or places you spend a lot of time in, you might actually change your personal, a part of your personal identity over time because you start to associate, associate yourself with new things. Just a thought. I like to give my brother as an example here. Now, my brother, I don't know where he has it from, but he has an amazing sense of fashion and style. His room is so simple and clean yet artistic in a way, I wouldn't have expected him to be because he's studying engineering. He's a very, he's a physics oriented guy. Uh, he loves math. Very different to me. I, those are things that I cannot identify myself with, but I'm like artistic and all over the place. And <laughs> I like to have a lot of different things. And so he recently bought a painting of a lion that he wanted to put over his bed and this painting is really really artistic and it showed strength and presence when I looked at it and that's something that he put up in his room now think about it it's something that he's seeing every single day and that presence of that lion of that painter who painted that lion is something that 
over time he identifies himself with and it becomes a part of who he is. I know we're going super deep here, but I personally think that this has a lot of value and it does speak truth when I think about it. So the second way that you can look at how do you identify yourself through art is looking at what kind of artists that you support and what kind of companies that you support. Every single company has a message. Every single company has a vision, has something that they want to achieve. Now, these I'm not just only talking about art companies, but all kinds of companies. So if you look at what kind of people and companies out there that you support, and if, if you just like have a personal analysis of what do I regularly buy? What do I regularly do? Which places do I regularly visit? You're actually creating a portfolio about yourself and a part of your self-identity. Now, if you look at the difference between people who buy Apple products and Mac and people who buy Microsoft products, even there, you might see differences in what they find important in their life. Mac people appreciate the simplicity of design and the way that Apple that Apple products look like and the way that they interconnect and that just shows something about who they are and what they like. And neither of these is bad or good. I'm not saying that we have to prefer one over the other, but it's just about having a personal self-analysis to get a better understanding of who am I and how do I identify myself through the actions and through the art pieces that I choose. Because it does make a difference on who we are. And interestingly, if I think about it, if we didn't have any art, if we didn't have music taste, if you, if you wouldn't be able to identify yourself through music, through the paintings in your room, through the way you decorate things, through the books that you read, then how are you going to identify yourself? If you just think about that, take away all of the things that incorporate art, how are we going to know who we are? Ah, yeah, very deep. <laughs> Let's move on to the second part of this episode. And this is about children. So if you look at children, they're basically the purest type of artists that you'll ever find. Children, their life is about art. They play, they draw, they dance, they sing, they move, they act. But they do this in a very honest, raw and natural way. They don't really think about it. They don't they don't try to fake anything about their art, but doing all of these things is a way for them to express who they are, what they like, and what is important to them. And every ch child chooses a different way to do this, but something that every single child has, and I can say this from experience because I've worked with children, is they have a crazy amount of imagination. And every single child has a different sense of imagination. Every child sees the world a little bit differently but does so in a very very artistic way and interestingly up to a certain point in their life they're not afraid of what others think of their art if they want to be a dog and if they want to impersonate a dog they become a dog and they express their own version of a dog even if their version of a dog to us adults seems like, okay, that's a weird dog. They don't care because that is what they personally feel is true to them. 
And we have that as adults too. We have a truth, something that we feel is true to ourselves. But sometimes we just don't express that because we're so afraid of what if the other person doesn't feel that that is true for them as well. And then they're going to judge me for it. So say for example, a child will draw a three-legged dog and is super proud of their artwork and just thinks, hey, in my reality right now, this dog has three legs. And then another child comes along and says, hey, you're doing this wrong. Your dog is supposed to have four legs. And then other children chip in and they're being laughed at. And then the child starts to realize that they cannot express themselves as they want to anymore because if they do they might be wrong. They start to realize that there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And that if they're wrong, that they won't fit into the group anymore. And suddenly they start to question their way of expressing themselves. So my question that I'm asking myself is, is how can I remain a childlike artist exploring creativity in a way that doesn't fit a box, exploring the space where a dog can have three legs and where I'm not afraid of other people judging me for who I am and the way I express myself, while still having the understanding, though, that the average dog does, biologically speaking, have four legs. How can we let creativity speak through us in a confident way that we can say confidently, this is who I am and I stand for this? It's a struggle that a lot of us artists go through as we're trying to find our identity it's a struggle that I go through with my podcast when I think oh god if I shared this how would people react what if people disagree what if I'm saying something wrong and offending someone when I don't actually mean to and all of these questions and doubts going through my mind because I'm just scared sometimes of what people will say. And that comes from having been judged in the past and not having been accepted for my identity that I showed through my expression as an artist and also being very self-judgmental and harsh and wanting to be right and wanting to do good. And I think this connects with the first thing that I said and about what art do you identify yourself through? Is the art that you're identifying yourself through, the companies that you're supporting, the artists that you're supporting, the art that you're making, is that true to who you are? Or are you hanging up a picture in your wall so that you can be approved by other people? What would your true expression be? And to do that, maybe it helps to think back to our childhood to remember how we were, to remember how it felt like not to be judged externally and allowing childlike creativity, the creativity where anything is possible, to take over when we are creating. In my opinion, that's one of the purest ways of creating. And that doesn't mean that every artwork will reach a firework status and will be the best seller but it will allow our creativity to reach new heights and to reach something that will define us as who we are which 
is a perfect opportunity to move to my third point and what this teaches us about artists and what we as artists can take from this. And I think that one of the things to realize is that how we create art, which art we identify ourselves with and who we support really over time starts to identify ourselves as artists. And this takes time. It's not something that starts today and is finished tomorrow. And it's also something very liquid. It can change and morph throughout the whole throughout our whole lifetime and even afterwards. It can change and develop as we grow as artists and as we choose to mature in our work, as we add new life experiences to our work and as we explore new artists out there and start to learn from other artists. But the way to stay true to ourselves through this whole process is to really go into it with a consciousness that says, okay, I actually like this art because of this. And I don't like this art because of that. And that doesn't mean you have to discard the art you don't like. But just to be conscious about it. Okay, I identify with this more than I do with this. And I'm going to learn whatever I can from the art I don't identify with. But I'm not going to make it a part of my life in the sense that I'll allow it to become a part of my identity. I hope that kind of makes sense. So for example, to make it a little bit more real, the type of music that I would choose to choreograph to and to teach and to create pieces to will change over time. It's not always going to stay the same. The more I go to other classes, listen to new and old music, let myself be inspired by dancers around the world and my friends, I may find different music interesting at different parts of my life. I mean, even from day to day, this is different based on my mood change and based on what I want to be doing right now. The music that I'm interested in will always change. And, you know, interestingly, sometimes I really like a heavy type of hip hop, hip hop music and I feel like I can identify with it and I can start creating with it. Most of the time I don't. If I occasionally find a song, even if normally I wouldn't identify with it, but for some reason, it's interesting to me and I feel good when I listen. I feel like I want to be creating to this or even if I don't feel good, but if I feel like, hey, okay, it feels good to be creating to it, then I'm going to go and do that. And that one song might be a start in a process to start changing me into a new direction. And that is something that's completely okay. It's part of the process. And I think that comes also with accepting that art is a process. It's something liquid. It's not something set in stone. And so is our personal identity that we form through art. And I think that something that can happen here is yes we want to be open to new art and to growing and to exploring but also we don't want to get lost in that and to lose ourselves and who we are because that's something that happened to me I I told myself I need to be more inspired by other artists and I need to change my style a little, little bit because it started feeling old I didn't feel so comfortable in my artist's identity anymore and so I started looking for external impulses which in its essence I think is really good and it helped me but over time 
it kind of went to a place where I started judging my old art and said, oh, but this wasn't good and this wasn't good and look at this person and they're so much better and I need to be more like them that I actually started creating this whole new identity around art that was more like someone else than myself because I fell into to this trap of thinking that everything other than my identity is better. And so while I accepted that it was a process to change, I also kind of discarded everything that was old and fell into something completely new where honestly I didn't identify myself with at all and it didn't feel comfortable at all and I feel like it was just too big of a leap. So whenever we decide to start to change a little bit or to start to get inspired more by others, I would kind of suggest to myself now after this experience to always just go in there with one foot and keep the other foot in my old identity and test the waters test it first to see is this something where I still feel me in I don't have to feel I don't necessarily have to feel comfortable in it because sometimes discomfort will help us grow but I still have to feel like there's a part of me of myself in there in order to allow that new impulse, that new inspiration to form around my identity of art and to liquefy and morph into something new, but not throw me off of who I am and who I want to be, because then I'm just going to fall into a hole of being confused, of feeling judged, of feeling like I don't know where I belong. And that's not somewhere we want to be be for long periods of our life either because from there creation becomes very confusing and it's usually not very authentic because we're creating based on I don't know who I am and I feel like everyone else is better than me. So my biggest realization coming to an end now is that I really need other artists and other art to inspire me and to help me develop and grow. If I don't surround myself by art, I'm going to stay where I am now. So my artist identity is a connection. It's a combination of external and internal factors. Like, for example, the music that I need to create my dance, an external factor, inspiration from another artist, and the dance, which is directly coming from within me and a choreography that I create from my personal being. So finding our artist identity is is a process, as I said. It takes time and it takes really knowing yourself. And I feel like I'm still very much in that process. There's days where I feel like, okay, I really feel authentic right now. And that's usually the days where my creations are quite strong and people enjoy them and I get really good feedback. And then there's days where I feel oh boy, I I need to be more like everyone else and I start to try and copy other artists and what comes out is just, it's okay, but I don't get the great feedback and I don't feel great doing it. But we need both in order to grow. We need the authentic days where we really create the art that inspires, but we also need the days where we're learning from other artists, where we're trying to create based on other artists, even if it kind of comes from a negative self-image because we're also growing and learning and expanding our knowledge and horizon. 
but as I said, have one leg in each. Never ever go only into one of them because if you're only in your own work and you're not expanding, eventually your work will get, will get old and you'll be uninspired by yourself. But if you're only ever in the space of looking at others and then allowing yourself to judge your personal art, then that's not a healthy place to be in either and you'll lack the authenticity of it. I hope this all makes sense. It, it kind of makes sense to me because it's something that I've just recently gone through and am going through and really feel. But the one, the last thought that I'm going to give you is that as you start to find your identity of who you want to be as an artist, you will also start attracting the audience that identifies with your art. The clearer you know who you are and what it is that you're creating, the clearer it will be for the audience to understand your message. And this comes from public speaking, from my experience in public speaking. When I'm giving a speech and I know exactly what my message is, people will get what I'm trying to say, they're going to be on the same page and they're going to want to hear more. If I'm wishy-washy about my message, if I'm speaking all over the place, if I don't have clear points, then the audience is going to be lost and they probably don't want to hear more from me. It's the same thing with our art. Do we have a clear message? Do we have a clear identity? Are we being authentic? Do we know what we're saying? The clearer we can answer those questions with yes, yes, I know, yes, I am, the clearer it will be for the audience and actually I believe that that is when you will start building up an audience that wants to know more, that wants to see more of your art and that will ultimately be your supporter in the art that you're creating. So let's find our identities as artists and most importantly start understanding what message we want to be spreading through our art. Thank you so much for listening. It is such an honor to me if you are listening to this right now and if you've listened to this whole episode. I'm really, I'm so grateful to all of the supporters out there and to my friends and my family and people that I don't necessarily know yet. And, and, and if I don't know you yet, I am so grateful that you are giving this podcast your time. I know how precious time is nowadays and just know that I'm really grateful right now. And with that, if you would like to be re updated regularly about these podcasts, you can always drop your email on my website, ulavis.com, or you can find me on Instagram, ULA underscore W, to just see some of the projects I've been working on. And if you feel like this is something your friends might want to hear, someone you know might want to hear, then please share it with them and let's spread the word of finding our identity as artists. Thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful day. From artists.